You're listening to the Amber Wetterer. <laughs> And welcome to the Emerald Reprobates podcast with myself, Sir Derek. This is episode 24 and I am sore all over. I feel like I've been in a car crash, but we'll have some more about that later. I haven't been in a car crash. You'd be glad to hear. Yeah, so convincing, so convincing. Right, let's just dive straight in there because we took a trip to the cinema earlier in the week and we went to see Edward Woodward. We did. He wasn't there, though. No. We stuck with Denzel. Yes, we got our unnecessary fucking P... I can't even think. PC. <laughs> I was going to say PR. That doesn't make no. any sense. Yeah, our unnecessary PC swap out of ethnicity with a, a, a white soldier to a black soldier. They well, did. I mean, it's one of those... This is one of the times that it doesn't bother me, that I, I couldn't care less if they swapped it out. They needed a guy... Yeah, they needed a... Late middle-aged... Yeah. And Denzel was good. Wasn't it Denzel and Man on Fire? He was. Yeah, I'd say that's what got on this job. I'd say they've seen that, and they kind of went, this guy played cool but dangerous pretty well, so let's give it to him. That's it. Liam Neeson was taken. So. Yeah. yeah, Liam Neeson was at the making about seven different renditions of Taken. Taken <laughs> 2, fucking non-stop. Oh, I did, I was just thinking there, I did watch another film I watched non-stop and we were talking off Taking me tombstones. Yeah, then the walk amongst the tombstones. And now Taken 3 is getting made as well. So I don't know, I mean, what's left? Is Housekeeper fucking Death Wish style? Or is it going to be fucking his pets or something? What's left to take on this guy? His fucking pension. His fat Taken cash. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they actually rob his money. Yeah, actually, I did. We'll talk about it non-stop as well because I actually bothered to watch that because you had mentioned it last week and I was so intrigued with all this Liam Neeson Taken talk that I said I'd give it a look. But back to the Equalizer. Um, I'm old enough to remember the name, the Equalizer, and I think the only reason I remember it was because of the whole Edward Woodward thing. Because I always, as a kid, that thought <laughs> just thought that that was a funny name, <laughs> just rolls off the tongue, Edward Woodward. It does, but um, that couldn't be that guy's real name. It has um, to be. I don't know. We'll check. We we'll look him up. Um, yeah, but I don't actually ever recall watching it. I think it probably would have been above my pay grade as a kid to sit up to the hour it was on and watch it or whatever. No, it was on at nine o'clock on UTV or ITV. I don't the, know, do you recall watching it? I do, it was the first grown-up programme I recall watching over was the Loud Watch. Yeah, and you've got, what, one or two years on me? One, uh, what are you, 36? No, 37. So, so you have two years on yeah. me. So yeah, two years at that age is a big drop. Like yes. I mean, I probably wasn't watching it, like, you know, that sort of way. The whole nine o'clock kind of shows. I remember an, another show, uh, Crazy Like a Fox... No. I think it was a stunt guy who doubled as like I don't know, probably solving crimes as everybody in the eighties did. Yeah, MacGyver. Yeah, you know, no, I would have watched MacGyver. <laughs> MacGyver was more prime time, tea time of a Sunday sort of thing. But um, no, but the, again, Equalizer was just one of those shows that I knew of but had never seen or even knew the real actual premise of it. Well, from what I remember, it was a decent enough show. You just wandered around what I thought was New York it might not have been yeah it was yeah. putting ads in the paper and solving crimes and helping out people yeah what was the thing what, was he solving crimes or was he like a one man A team was uh, he solving people's problems a bit of both solving problems and like helping out people who yeah, needed or, or was he fucking Miss uh, was, was, was it Jessica Lang is that her name 
No. Miss Marple. Is that Jessica? No, what's that? Murder, She Wrote? Yes. Okay, yeah. It's the uh, same person. Yeah, okay, yeah. You throw in Colombo and Pro and... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> all these people who just, you know... So it was it was kind of a healthy mix yeah, of crime-solving. Midsummer Night's Murder Village. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. That, I mean, <laughs> if I'm never staying in a resort or anything, and she checks in, I'm fucking checking <laughs> out, and I'm going down to the next yeah. hotel down the road That's or it. something and like Col- that. Colombo's in there, you're like, here, Colombo, yeah. I'm out of here, stay yeah. there. Listen, just wait here for <laughs> one minute, just, just let me get me back, it's just in the room... I haven't even really unpacked. <laughs> Just let me get out of here. But yeah, no. So I'd say it was good. I enjoyed it. It was. It was decent. Yeah, I mean, I thought again, it's the second film that I've seen in the last while, where it was just simple. It didn't. It, it didn't need all the whistles and bells. It didn't need pointless plot twists and i don't know if hollywood's copping on or are they just staying truer to source material or whatever but to me it was just a good honest kind of bit of an action type film yeah you know guy you you don't know to what extent but you know he's military and you know he's well trained possibly Mm. on presidential detail or something like that we went to see the uh bill paxton pullman in the cia in the the house they were cia people Oh yeah, yeah. Um, was that one of those fucking Gerard Butler? Nobody made two at the same time. Was he in one of them? Olympus mm. has fallen and that. I only seen one of them. Oh, okay. But anyway, yeah. So we know that these guys are well trained and whatnot. So this guy is trained to the hilt, as far as we know. Um, gets pulled into the seedy underworld of the teenage Ru- Russian hookers, Russian mafia in America, in Boston, and. Um, you know, you see, there's a young hooker who he befriends, and then he, he notices mm. that she got the shite knocked out of her, and goes and kills the lads that done it. Which that to me, given that I had seen the see the I was gonna say the sequel, given that I had seen the 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 trailer for it, that was refreshing for me that it happened so early in the film that that wasn't actually the climax they'd shown you. That was only what that was. Yeah, that, that was the, the spark. first thing. Yeah, that was the spark that set mm. uh, set off what was to come. Like, and uh, that was refreshing for me. That then it just escalated from there as to who was after him, how was he going to deal with them, and then, you know, you didn't have to see everything as well. That's what was nice as well. It wasn't that you get to see him get into ridiculous fight after fight after fight and come out without a scratch on him. You just there was time one or two situations set up. Where you know he went off and done his thing, but you didn't have to be shown him doing yeah, he it. He just came know? back. Yeah, he just came back. You knew the job was done, and everybody was happy. Like you know. Yeah, it was a, it was a grown-up film. Like it wasn't. There's was no kids in the Ender's Game style. There's no fifteen-year-olds. No. Well, Bar. Um, I can never remember her whole name. Chloe, Chloe Grace Moretz. Moretz, that's it. Yeah. Um, hit girl to everybody yeah. else. Or too good-looking curry. Yeah. Yeah, just, I have to say, I mean, I'm kind of glad she's coming of age because she's not a good-looking girl. I don't know what it is about her. You know, there's just something really cute about somebody, and she has that cuteness because, um, you know, she's not a great-looking girl, and, you know, she is obviously only a fucking girl, so I have to tread carefully here. Um, but no, there is something cute about her. I, I, I like watching her in films. I, I mean, I enjoyed her in both the kick-ass films. I enjoyed her in Carrie, and, and I enjoyed her in this. Yeah, but she was way too good-looking to be Carrie. Well, you see, I never seen the original, so I had no. Even, even the remake, 
like it was the the nerdy geeky girl that nobody likes yeah but uh, i mean i think you know hollywood's done the whole geek turn good far too many times now for anybody to ever plausibly believe but she didn't turn good she murdered everybody yeah i know but i mean as in torn good looking as in you know when they dress mm. her up for the prom and oh look she's actually she's not the fucking the, the, the fucking black swan like she's actually beautiful blah 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 the black duck or whatever the fuck ugly duckling i don't know me stories but uh, whatever that whole story was with the, the, yeah, the ugly duckling and yes. it becomes a swan yeah so you know it, it wasn't that all over again so you know i think that's been done too many times so it was maybe okay to just have because like i say i mean maybe it's just me speaking but because she's not a great looking girl she's definitely cute there's definitely something very likable about her but she's not bastard ugly by a long stretch but she's definitely not drop dead gorgeous yeah so i thought she was all right in that role uh, no she wasn't you won't think I, i'll buy it um and I, I buy her as a Russian prostitute as well. Yes. Minus the accent. Didn't really make any sense why she'd no accent, but... Yeah, was, but you, you don't have 10 grand for, was it, six weeks or so? Yeah. But, um, what you call it? Yeah, so he goes off anyway and gets caught up in all this Russian scumbaggery type mm. fellas trying to kill him and coming after him and he's outwitting them and whatnot. But it was a good movie. Start to finish, you know, very simple. A lot of action. Some good fight scenes. Even the climax. It wasn't dragged out. Yeah, there it was, happened. There's no guys coming back to life. Yeah, coming back to life. That, and, oh, I was so happy that that at the end, like you know, what I mean, when he when he fucking when he shoots the dude like that, like that. There's none of this of him popping up and putting mm. one into him before he turns around and puts in the kill shot. He made sure. I mean, because this is the thing that would always bug me. In these sort of films is these guys are all meant to be professionals a lot of the time at what they do. And not one of them has fucking double tapped to make sure it was a kill shot. Yeah. They always give the guy that opportunity to spring back up, like, and fucking put one in them, like, you know, that sort of way. That's good. If I ever become a supervillain, I'm hiring some guys for some target practice. Oh, we've, uh, we've spoken about this before. Your minions can't shoot. Yeah, we've definitely spoken about this before. I think you would probably be better off with the Spickable <laughs> Me style minions than half of the fucking henchmen that yeah. these guys that have. You know what I mean? Because they were absolute fucking dog shit. Like, none of them can hit the broadside of a barn nah. with fucking fully automatic <laughs> weapons. Yeah, these ex-military... Yeah, you have to assume that these boys, yeah, they weren't they weren't picked up as day laborers sitting on a bench that afternoon. These guys obviously came in because their CV said that, yeah, these lads have time served, know their way around the weapon, know their way around the fucking knife and a good fight, and are probably a little bit deranged. Happy days, yeah. henchman material. Yeah, but can't shoot a guy running away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they can't shoot a guy like literally not fucking 20 yards from yeah. the like, but I don't know. I mean, again, I suppose that's where you suspend belief in these movies and kind of go, yeah, you know, because it's like even in the, the very open, the opening scene where he kills all the Russian guys, one of them was sat there with a gun like screwing on a silencer and all so the mm-hmm. second anything kicked off he was ant- like he's there nearly anticipating trouble he's there putting on a silencer mm. so how has he not shot your man first off I don't know like again it's just he, he was looking away yeah but this is what I'm saying like you know so many of these films could be very fucking short if somebody <laughs> just done what they needed to do in the first instance which was just shoot the guy yeah. you know it's like the old Batman thing of like you know what I mean stop just putting them in jail just kill them yeah, just, you know what I mean have you not learned like every time you lock them up they get back out but that's what sells so yeah. I thought you make Superman say listen bring them somewhere yeah, to the moon. Build a moon put, jail. Put, put them on, yeah. Put them on the fucking uh, on the top of a mountain somewhere mm. where they are. I'm not killing them, but chances are they're not getting off it. Yeah. yeah. They end up there, up there at Raja Al Ghul, so yeah, that's they end not up getting super work. trained and come back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Maybe not. Maybe not. Put them yeah. on a mountain. No. But yeah, no. I'd say give it a look. See. Yeah, um, worth I, watching. Some. Uh, I just got it up there real quick. Some stats on it. Um, what do you reckon on a budget? 
Mm. It'd be fairly fi- simple. Fi- 50 million? Yeah, 55 million, yeah. yeah. I mean, not bad for what is a A-list, yeah. you know, end of um, summer blockbuster. Considering he works in a uh, B&Q, B&Q <laughs> yeah. that they had to fit out completely. It was, an, it was an empty shed. Yeah. That was on are. the Empire podcast. Okay. So the they, director they, said they, they had to fill it up. For it. Well, they, they had the, it was an abandoned B&Q, but they had to fill it up. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what it was? Uh, you know, it was one of the things that, I won't call it a red herring because it was only a, a fucking tool, but you got to see him using that fucking pull down saw thing a couple of times. Mm. And mm. I was on a, 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 so Chopping somebody's arm yeah, off. Yeah. I, I, I pictured somebody kind of taking a knock and ending up under that and losing an arm or a fucking head, but apparently not. Maybe yeah. it did. Maybe something like that hit the, the editing mm, room possibly. floor. But it just, they seem to show it one too many times for no reason yeah. during the movie, like when he's in being killed doing the whole fucking thing. But uh, what do you reckon it made? Uh, let's say double it. 100, maybe 150. Yeah, this man's on fire tonight, 105. Me and Denzel are on fire, all right. Yes, uh, man on fire, no pun intended. Yeah, it made 105 million. And I mean, it was only released, like, it's pretty much, I guess, about a month ago nearly, I think, was the release in America. We got it a little bit later. Yeah, so I mean, it's 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 probably still got a little momentum left before it before it completely pops its cherry. Like so, I would definitely watch your second one. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's what yeah. it was nice at the end. You see him kind of doing the whole. He's on the yeah, interweb. Getting his Craigslist on. Yeah, getting, yeah, exactly. And he's um, you know, putting out the you know, do you need help sorting or uh, somebody's yeah. looking for help? You kind of see him clicking o- into updating it. Updating the TV series from the, the newspaper. Wanted yeah, because ads. that was the thing. Because you'd only said it to me about that before, and and I hadn't realized that that's what he done. So then it clicked with me when I seen him doing that. That yeah, this is what they're doing. They're bringing it up mm. to the digital age, which for me. You know, it screams. It, you know, I don't know how well a franchise would do because how big of instances can you keep getting them into and plausibly get them out of unscathed? Whereas for me, it's something that could very possibly come back to telly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because on a telly budget, knock on two nuts, like you're not taking on, you know, because if you go with films, he's got to be taking on the Russian mafia or bigger in order to trump what came mm. before and in order to keep a certain level of action. Where if you bring it down to TV, just you the, can't... The local drug dealers. Yeah, you can go back exactly just down to local fucking talks mm. and kind of, you know... Battered wives and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. Whatever well, whatever it takes, you know what I mean? But uh, no, it's, it's it's definitely something that, yeah, I would. If, if they made a sequel, I'd give it a look-see. If I went to TV, I'd probably give it a look-see. All right. Um, non-stop. Liam Neeson gets drunk, gets on a plane... And is the marshal gets uh text yeah gets text (laughs) the thing that was kind of bugging me a little about the film was every time he's on the blower back to fucking marshal hq or wherever it was he had the ring he just wasn't clarifying his situation and he was (laughs) and i know it was probably for the purpose of the film for that so they can turn around and you know say that oh they think he's the terrorist and blah 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 but he was saying shit that made him sound like the terrorist. Yeah. Like I have this plane under. Yeah, there's a bomb on this plane. No, I'm after being messaged. I'm after yeah. finding the bomb that the lad had planted in drugs and all. It's here, yada yada yada. And by not coming clean about the partner dying and all, but yeah. it, it was clever enough. Like the whole how they kind of set it up, and the only thing was a little bit. Yeah, kind of going ah seriously like was how the fuck would they tie him literally down to a T when he would confront his partner yeah and then ultimately end up killing yes, him but that's you just said that earlier you had to suspend belief yeah and this film you had to suspend a lot of belief and then the same with the 
what you're going to say was the, the blow dart, if you will, for the pilot. I mean, I'm pretty fucking sure there's no flight where you take a panel off the wall and you can see through into the fucking mm. cockpit and the back <laughs> of the pilot's head, like, you know, that sort of way. Oh, there is. All flights. Yeah, maybe. Nobody just, but nobody tampers them because they're afraid of getting a fine. But, um, but yeah, no, it was. It, like, you know, when the deaths were happening, you were, you were kind of going, Oh, okay. It done enough to keep you guessing, kind of going, okay, how the fuck are they going to explain this? How the fuck are they going to explain this? And ultimately, the explanations were a bit weak. But it done enough to kind of just hold its own. And, you know, it's it wasn't uh, great, though. No, it's not. It's, you know, like I say, the only thing that there was enough red herrings thrown up to make you want to go, hmm, okay, I kind of want to see who is it going to be. You know, that's all right. There was the New York cop guy. There was the the black lad who not the one who was the guy in the end, but the other black lad, the, the fucking token black was rapper. Everybody guy. he met. Yeah. No, but you know, they specifically kinda honed in mm. and showed you six, maybe seven people. You know what I mean? Who either said something to him, like even from his partner and guy and all. And then like so you knew you were kinda going, Okay, it's gotta be one of these. And then even the air hostess. I mean, how many snide, sinister looks could she give in one film, like, mm. and like, in a, you know, real kind of, oh, is to me sort of looks, and then it turns out they just have nothing to fucking do with her, like, you know, that sort of way. Yeah, it's just a film of, it could be this guy, it could be this guy, it yeah. could be this guy, but it's not, it's these other two guys who are sitting down in the yeah. back. It was Cluedo on a plane. Yeah. Yeah, it was, like I say. Like, it, like, they went through the film, putting in all these... Red herons, it could be this guy, it could be this guy. Then they just made up two extra people. Yeah, it was literally, yeah, it quite literally, yeah, they did turn around and gonna go, ah, yeah, let's make it be this guy. Yeah. You know, that's all right, like the, the guy who didn't, like, you know, we we didn't actually show you anything else of him in the whole movie. Like I said, they showed you, give you all the red herrings at the start, but then they showed you the New York cop a bunch of times, the bald guy as well, who was the second one poisoned. Mm-hmm. They showed you him a bunch of times, the air hostess. Like I said, how many sinister looks could she give over her shoulder? You know, that's sort of way. But like you say, ultimately it was just like, no, ba-ba, it's these two that we yeah. showed you for 2.3 seconds at the start of the movie. <laughs> right, I don't want to talk about Super I'm fed up talking about Liam Neeson. Okay, yes. Uh, non-stop, watch Taken 1 instead. Oh, right. Don't, don't watch something better. Watch The Equalizer. Yeah, watch the equal. Yeah, actually, although Taken One was good, yeah, you know, I will take nothing from Taken. Okay. Um, okay, it's that time, people. Bit more energetic than last week. The movie Box of Doom. Doom. Oh, that's a weak fucking echo. Um, Super Eight, 2011 Super Eight, written and directed by none other than JJ, soon to be directed other Star Wars movie Abrams. Yes. Although, apparently all words from the set are things are looking good. But who's not going to get excited when you see a Millennium Falcon or whatever on set? Yeah. But well, Harrison um, Ford, he just hit himself in the leg with a wrench. Or it's just yeah, broken. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Do one. yeah, he's like, well, I mean, the guy is about 100 at this stage. But yeah, it's um, J.J. Abrams' Super A. Should have been a sequel slash origin of uh, Cloverfield. Yes. But they definitely missed that train. They did. Um... Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, well, people seem to like it, so I'd say 80s. you researching this shit before <laughs> we talk. 82%. I'm listening to the Adam Crowley show and guessing along with him is a Rotten Tomatoes game, so I'm getting good. Oh, right, yeah. I've only caught that once or twice. I don't really I like listen the team to it too much. Team song. Um, budget? Uh, well, they have to crash the train and then they pay a bunch of kids. So I'd say 70, 80. 50. Man, that's not bad. Me, Box office. Oh, it did big. I'd say 
260. But uh, makes the equaliser look about weak at that rate. It does. But the equaliser is a, not a ki- fil- kid's film. Super 8 is, so um, you're losing out on a lot of your... I don't know what the certification was on Super 8. It was pretty dark. I'd have Nobody to died in the though. damn film. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true, yeah. But, I mean, nobody might have died, so I might have got them that lower certificate. Yeah, including but the guy with the head on. for kids. No, it's, it's, it, it was E.T. You reckon? Yeah. It's uh, I thought it was a bit, bit definitely a bit darker than E.T. No. They didn't fucking lure him out with Skittles for a start. <laughs> um, it's a kid's film. Yeah, the guy in the head-on collision, though, and living after yeah. derailing a whole Give fucking up. train. It's like, hang on a fucking minute. Not a... And there's li- he's literally unscathed. Yeah. He's sitting in half a car. Like, half the <laughs> car is literally shorn away, sheared away, whatever the fuck the word is. And he's he's just sitting there, kind of going, no, I'm actually still alive. Yeah. Have a shock. <laughs> Kids, I have to warn you. Yeah, yeah, let me just tell you something before the fucking army comes and takes me away. Um, yeah. I enjoyed it though this is the second time I've seen it I've seen it I can't remember if it was the cinema or not but I, I definitely seen it close to on release and enjoyed it back then um, I enjoyed it back then but the fact nobody died in this whole film yeah it was definitely a lot more it, apparent it me. this time than when I watched it like the, the whole kid thing the last time like I said I, I did put it akin to kind of Goonies meets fucking you know aliens or thing but mm. it did it, it definitely seemed more I noticed the kids mourning at this time, like the whole shit that was going on and stuff like that. But uh, it was still good. I still enjoyed it. Yes. Um, didn't make sense at the end, though, the whole super magnet thing pulling up all the metal. But yet the soldier guy drives up to get out of his Jeep. And they're just kind of go, we've just watched. Yeah. Like, is that a plastic Jeep? Yeah, shit just lifting off the ground. Guy is like, you know, probably 13, 14 stone soldiers being lifted off the ground, holding onto their guns. Mm. And we, I think you actually see cars kind of getting not so much complete lifted, but definitely losing yeah. their fucking touch <laughs> with the earth. And this guy just <laughs> comes fucking, <laughs> burm, just drives up in his fucking Jeep. Like, you know, that's how it made no sense. You're just kind of going... What? Well, yeah, so they unmagnetized this fucking Jeep, like, yeah. give it over, like. Yeah, and where was the, all the stuff from the factory? Like, the factory made a big part in this, in this town. Where oh, was this, all the, yeah, the steel, where, 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 yeah, where, yeah. where was all the metal and all the bits from the factory flying down the road? Yeah. And how come nobody died when they got smacked in the factory? And, um, the Rubik's Cube thing, when it flies off and bursts through his yes. house wall, okay, I'm gonna say it's just an old timber house or something, I don't know what the house is made of. But then it gets stopped by a fucking water tower. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yet the army were keeping the rest of them in fucking crates in the back of a truck. So how the fuck did they get back? Uh, you know, magic. Yeah, zombies and you know, you, you know, you, the more you think about it, the more holes you can kind of start picking in it. Okay, let's ask questions about it first. Yes, let's do that. Right, I've got mine on my phone. So um, let me just give me take two seconds to bring right. these up. This week, you get to ask your three questions and then I'll ask mine. Why are we doing it this way? Why not? Because have you only got three? Well, no, we're doing it this way because I only have one. You've only got one question. It's three answer, three part answer. Oh, for fuck you and these fucking questions. Uh okay, right then. Let's do it that way. So, as soon as you've only got that one fucking question, give us your pen. Give me the lid. <laughs> Keep the lid. Okay, current score anyway for all of you who are not keeping up is for the first time ever. James has crept into the lead. It's ten nine. Turn the pen around. <laughs> it's 10-9 to James anyway so uh, so we might want to take a picture of that take a screenshot or yes. something because it's not going to stay that way for long it'll be 11-9 yes uh, <laughs> okay 
Um, speaking of the steel factory, how many days was the Lillian Steel Factory accident-free? 784. You prick. I remember that. <laughs> you <laughs> it remember? was going to be one of my questions, but I figured, okay. no, he's never going to ask me that. Well, it was so early in the film, <laughs> I, I figured, maybe he won't even look at this. Okay. I, I rewound it, because I, I looked at it the first time, didn't take it in, and then I said, I'm going to need to know that. Yeah, fuck you, all right. Okay, um, what was the name of the filling station? Kelvin. Oh, for fuck's sake, you were watching this movie. <laughs> Shit. Okay, no, you're I, not going to... I, I, watched, I watched it like you read about it. Yeah, right, now listen, let me tell you. Okay, I will throw, I will give you this week if you get this one, okay? Because there's no fucking way. If you get this one, you can have it. I'm just, don't even ask your question, you can have it. I don't care. According to the deputy, how many people were scared out of their minds? <laughs> 10 or 12. <laughs> I don't know. Come on, I need a guess. Uh, 727. No, okay, I'm going to help you. You were right with one of your first answers. 10. No, 12,000. <laughs> 12,000. 12,000. It was the population of the town. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so 12,000 people were scared out of their right. minds. Fuck, okay. You have, me, you have me worried now about this one. Come on. There were five kids in the film. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. It can't be names or ages. Or there were five kids in the film. Fuck off. Joe was the, the main guy. Charles was the director. Name the other three lads. I can't. I, um, they were pretty main characters in the film. I know, but like, <laughs> um, like, like names. I go down that route now. Holy fucking names of garages and names of the characters. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Um, so you had Joe was who? Uh, the little makeup lad. So the main kid. Yeah. Yeah. Charles was the director. The fat kid. Yeah. Okay. Um, you need to get. What oh, is that then? There's the little blonde kid, the nerdy kid who was also acting, and then the girl, is it? No, there was, there was three guys. Three other dudes? Yeah. Uh, I don't I have no idea. Preston, Martin, and Carrie. No, I wouldn't have got that. Not in a fucking right. million years. Uh, one more question. Name the guy you worked at the photo so lab. So that was me. That was the three questions. I needed three answers? Yeah. Oh, okay. Name the guy you worked at the photo lab. Just so you can get one point on the board. Fucking... I don't know. Do I know the stoner dude? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Donny. Donny? Yeah. Tell your sister, Donny broke up with Karen. Yeah. Well, Donny can fucking do one. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, you Okay. James is predicting shit like you're eating <laughs> out. Uh, it's now 11 9. Fuck's sake. That, names, really. The named kids' names. That's you asked me the name of a petrol station. <laughs> yeah, because the fucking, it gets blown up. like So it's kind of kind of a key spot. It's a, it's a location. No, mm. Nothing like a key character. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, right, fuck you. 2-1. Uh, or 2 nil, should I say, uh, in question. So that's that's your week. So rattle that box, man, and pick something out. Make it a good one. I'll try. Yeah, you got to kind of look away now. The box is so big. Yes. You can't help but look in. He's got one. It's good. It's out. Drum roll. Brum. His head has dropped to the microphone. He's looking dishevelled and like he wants to kill himself. You box back. You got. You got to have to veto this. Really? <laughs> problem child two. Oh, no way! <laughs> no, I am keeping that. Uh, problem child two. Isn't that the one with the what was this they call him? Some killer fella or something like that? There's maybe like some psycho on the loose or something. No, uh, possibly. I this, think so. This is the the little kid. Isn't that? Godfrey, Freed, Free, 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 Adam Carolla's Gilbert twin. Gottfried. That's the dude? No. Is this he not in there? Is he not the adoption guy? No, this that? is the, possibly, this is the dude from Tree's Company. Adopts the kid. 
Right. I'm, I'm definitely... He's the little bastard of the Unfla. Yeah. I'm definitely thinking of the... Well, I'm along the right lines. No, actually, now that I think of it, I don't think it's the Duckman. What's his name? Gilbert Gottfried. Gilbert Gottfried. I don't think it's him. Um, no, I'm actually picturing like this... Or maybe it is. I'm picturing this curly hair, didn't I? Maybe I'm just actually confusing myself. One second, I'm just going to get it up here. Uh, problem oh, It's the little kid fighting the guy from Tree's company. No, I'm pretty sure there is like a, a, another thing. There's like this guy has escaped from somewhere. I think that might be the sort of fucking plot. Uh, hang on, problem child. There was actually a cartoon of it, would you believe? Jesus. Uh, problem child 2. Here we go. Um... Super slow internet services. Problem Child 2, 1991. Okay, bringing up the synopsis. Oh, fucking hell. Who wrote this synopsis? The bleeding side of it. Junior's back in his first adventure since his last. Wow. Stop reading the synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> Read uh, some notes. Junior and Ben moved to Moorfield, which seems like a perfect time to live in. The Healy's have a nice new house, and Junior's gets a cool new room. A young wo- woman have formed a line. Of, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think... Um, <laughs> Wow. These fucking synopsis are huge, man. Yeah. Uh, it's got, anyway, read it's the, got John Ritter. The, the plot in Wikipedia. What? Can you not read the plot in Wikipedia no. instead of the synopsis written by some weirdo? Read the yeah. Wikipedia weirdos. Okay, hang on one second. I get that up then instead. John Ritter is the dude from Tree's Company. I didn't. What? what again, I know the name, but. Can I picture what is trees coming? There's two girls living in an apartment. John Ritter moved in, but he had to pretend he was gay because the landlord didn't want a straight guy living with the girls for some seventies reason. This is the seventies. Yeah. Fuck. Um, problem. Wow, there's a lot of shit linked to a problem child. There was actually three of them, mate. Yeah, Fuck. no, they're all in that box over there. Oh, are they? oh shit! Oh, man, if we pull out problem child three, okay, problem child two, is the 1991 comedy film sequel to the 1990 sleeper hit Problem Child. Ooh, I'm gonna gonna contest that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hate, I've never seen Problem Child here, but I hate Problem Child. A continuation of the exploits of an adopted orphan boy who deliberately wreaks comedic havoc everywhere he goes. In this film, Amy Hasbeck portrays Annie Young, unlike uh, the first film in which she portrayed Flo Healy, the wife of Ben Healy, who was John Ritter. Uh, this film was produced by producer Robert Simons. And also produced, or who also produced the Problem Child series. There was a series of it as well, fucking hell. Oh, so it looks like maybe, judging by this picture here, did they introduce a second little bastard child? Oh, no. It's a little bastard girl. And there's a completely ridiculous picture of John Ritter in a washing machine, which there's no way he's fitting in there. Maybe it was the third one then. I definitely remember there being one... Um, this second installment of the Pumpkin Child franchise did not fare as well as its predecessor, only performing about half as well at the US box office. Plot. Again, not a plot is fucking huge. Um, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm what have we got left? About 10, 11 episodes before we have to... Yeah, uh, 10. Maybe 11. Yeah, not to know. Oh, fuck, I'm not watching this shit. <laughs> All right, give me the box back. Yeah, no, there it is, people. My veto has been used. James used it on the Harry Potter <laughs> wanker. I'm using it on the fucking problem child bastard. We don't like bastard, kids yeah, films. Bastard child. What have we got? Please tell me it's better. It is. Yes. Oh, he looks excited. <laughs> we got Denzel back. Oh, really? The Book of Eli. Oh, nice. Yeah. 
Blind Denzel. Yeah, which I didn't cop at all. <laughs> Literally didn't see it in the whole film. No, that, pun, that's in, got, that's no <laughs> pun intended. No, yeah, look that's going to be one of my questions. <laughs> who was blind? Yeah, look uh, at me with yeah, comedic yeah, timing yeah, there. I don't know. Who was blind? Yeah, I swear to God. I don't know why. I don't. Uh, I was Again, it's one of those films I watched it in work. So, you know, it gets about 80% of me attention. And as I'm sitting there. But, um... It was only when, I think it was on telly one time, and I kind of was just channel hopping, and I, I flicked back through a bit of it. And, you know, it seemed, after knowing that he's blind, then it seemed painfully obvious. It was the bit where your woman is calling him, saying, oh, help me, help me. And he says, I could smell you, those guys, blah, blah, blah. Mm. There's the band of fellas or whatever like that. That's not so bad. No. Book of Eli. Don't, don't. Um, okay. We'll get to it next week. James is waving me off there, pointing at a clock frantically, saying, don't talk about any more films. Okay, so that's Book of Eli, Denzel Washington at his blind best. Yes. Good stuff, check it next week. Uh, okay, the reason I feel like I've been in a car crash, um, <laughs> it was my six-year anniversary on Saturday, gone, and unbeknownst to my good self, uh, I knew something was up, I knew um, Louise was at the plan and something, because she had told me, because she didn't want me to plan anything and to clash her in. but she told me that we were going to do an activity on Saturday when I finished work and then she had booked us oh excuse me she had booked us to go away then for the weekend to a hotel didn't know she wasn't telling me where or anything like that I said grand Ooh. nice keep it all a surprise brilliant so then Friday night she has to tell me in order for me to finish work early on the Saturday uh, she shows me this video, brings up this video on YouTube. Um, I'll pop the link up onto the website. It'll be on emeraldreprobates.com. And it's this thing called uh, Flyboard, which is basically, have you seen these kind of James Bondy type jetpacks blowing water down and you're like scooting around on them? No. you never seen this video? Like these I don't rich watch guys. YouTube. Yeah, well, these, basically, if you have, if anybody out there knows what I'm talking about, it's like this James, it's a picture of James Bond jetpack. But it's water pushing down, like, and right. that's what they. Is there like. a guy with massive teeth chasing you? No, um, that's where the sim- similarities <laughs> stop. But basically, what this flyboard does is it's a similar kind of technology, if you will. But think Back to the Future too, hoverboard. All right. That's basically what it controls like and feels like. Needless to say, it's fucking unreal. Like, so she shows me this video and I'm watching it and I'm just grinning like a fucking chimp. And I'm just kind of, and she's like, Would you be into doing that? And I'm like, Fuck yeah, I'll do that. No problem. And I'm mm. like, She's like, It's in Bray. I'm like, Cool, you know, deadly. Yeah, that's going to be fucking great. And, you know, she didn't get the reaction I think she wanted by telling me it was going to be in Bray. Yeah, like, Bray sucks. Oh, yeah. She, you know, I think that's what she was expecting. She's going to go, Oh, uh, Bray, yeah, great, <laughs> deadly. Thanks. Yeah, but she, no. She led with, uh, Do you want to go to Bray for the, the weekend or the yeah. night? Yeah, but she didn't. So this was uh yeah, showed you hoverboards. Yeah, I mean at the start. She, yeah, she could have told me I was doing it fucking anywhere. It wouldn't have mattered. Like you know, what I mean, she would have told me I was doing it in the fucking swimming pool down the road, and I just said, "Yeah, fucking great, put me on a hoverboard." But anyway, um, so then she tells me, "No, we're actually we're doing it in Magaluf." Well, even better than Bray. <laughs> just a smidgen better than Bray. Yeah, just a smidgen. So, uh, needless to say. It's it's not often it happens, but I was fucking I was just speechless. I I, I must have sat there incoherently, just kind of going, "What? 
<laughs> and she's so and I'll be like where she, and she go di- diagrams out yeah and she's like you know Magaluf and I'm like bringing up videos what? of a chick blowing a bunch of guys yeah, yeah. and that's the time she's like yeah yeah. funny when I tell you that that's the first thing you respond back to me I, I, maybe it's just because I was thinking of hoverboards and shit but it never even dawned on me that that's where that Magaluf fucking bitch was that <laughs> blowing the 24 dudes for a drink but um so did you, how many drinks did you have uh 25 <laughs> um but uh what you call it so yeah anyway turns out she says yeah we're flying out tomorrow afternoon like that's why we have to finish work early um and then we're coming home tuesday being today here we are tuesday night recording uh hence i'm yawning and stuff like that because i'm absolutely mm. fucking wrecked so i get up saturday morning as i do i go to work finish early come home literally get changed shoot the airport catch a flight we get in pretty late, uh, just with the way the flights worked out, and then they've been, they're an hour ahead as well. So I, I, we're kind of tired. So to be honest, it, it was that much of a whirlwind weekend. I can't even fucking remember what we done on the Saturday night, if anything. Um, maybe just went for a quick walk or something. I don't know. I got grab the drink or two. But, so then we get up Sunday, and Sunday we have all day to do whatever we want because the booking was for the Monday. So we're, we doss around, and it's um, Magaluf is one of these places that... It, like that okay it's got the Magaluf girl giving out dishing out the blowjobs and all but one of the other things that I straight away recognised and remembered was it's where they shot the in-betweeners alright they it was a fictitious place of Mali meant to be like a Greek island but it was actually shot in Magaluf and I can't wait to actually I'll probably watch in-betweeners again during the week just to try spot places because it's actually a very small place Magaluf like most now I know it's not mainland Spain but like most Spanish resorts they're kind of contained within about a mile and a half, maybe two mile radius. They're just there, like, you know, each little spot. But uh, you could definitely see the areas where you kind of recognize bits. Like, do you remember Simon is selling his clothes? Yes. Uh, yeah, like that bit. Like, you know, I, that was a very, very obvious right. place and stuff. Um, the street that they're on where they, after they've had the fight, remember the teacher comes up on the quad and the new and stuff yeah. like that. I'm pretty sure I took a photo of the street. Um, I must check online and see if it is. I'm pretty sure that this was that street and stuff like that. Different bits like that. So it all seemed weirdly familiar when you were kind of looking mm. at different places. All right, cool. But as mad as a name as it has, now I know obviously here we are, start of October, so I mean it's not exactly high season. I have to say it's a really, it was a cool place. It was still busy-ish. Like it wasn't as dead as I was expecting the resort to be at this time of year. Weather was unseasonably good and all. Great. Head out Sunday night and have a fucking feed a drink. Oh, fuck, man, I'm wrecked after this. I really am even tired talking it back. Um, we have a feed of drink Sunday night. Anyway, get up Monday, fucking bit of breakfast then, head down to this marina place, which is, we to get a taxi down to it, and it turns out the guy in the hotel even told us, he says it's a bit of a posh area. Now, to say that was an understatement. It was like millionaire's row. You want to see the fucking yachts and all, bigger than me fucking house, like. There was a guy, the first one we come across when we got out of the taxi and walked down, there's a guy that like, has the back of it, like the boot, if you will, of the yacht open, and there's a couple of jet skis sitting in oh, the nice. boot of the fucking yacht, like. That'll give you an idea how big the fucking thing was. So anyway, we go down, find this place, go in. Brilliant. I get strapped to this fucking hoverboard type thing. You're brought out on the jet ski. Well, like, you know, you, I basically tow him out like a fucking husky. Like, I'm pulling him out because all his mo- momentum was put into the boot. So I'm, like, in the water being pushed along, towing him behind me. We get to where we're going. Takes me a couple of minutes to get used to because it's a very weird sensation. To, because, obviously, if you kind of push on the board or whatever, 
the board's not on anything, so therefore it has complete free movement. So the slightest, you tilt it just forward or backwards too much, and you're going straight forward into the water, or you're going back and landing on your back. Oh, excellent. You know that's always. So it took me a couple of minutes just to get used to, but once I did, it was really good. Like I was doing these things called um, they're called dolphin dives. Where basically it's like you'd picture a dolphin in the water, like so you dive into the water, but you turn back up. He gives it a bit of welly again. You come back up out of the water, so you're kind of right. up and down diving, Get your flipper on. Yeah, well, I'd seen all this in the video that Louise had shown me, so I was like, yeah, I'm gonna try all this shit. Like, so then I kind of got my head around, kind of just the general hold me on on it, and then I said, I was like, you know, can I attempt a backflip? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll just bring you out a bit forward, like obviously a bit deeper. So went out, managed to do two backflips, just wasn't high enough. He obviously wasn't going to give me full trust to get me right up out of water because if it all goes fucking tits up and I God knows what way I'm landing, he doesn't know my capabilities, my yes. acrobatic <laughs> capability, shall we say. Um, what you call it? But I did. I managed to do two backflips, landed in the water and both of them. Like you know, whereas the videos I see, your man stays out of the water, does a backflip and stays upright. But either way, it was fucking insanely fun. And I have to say, just I'll pop a link up to the site like of the guy I done it through, just to see videos and stuff on it. But absolutely, that sounds fun. It was. It was. It was like like I say, the best way to describe it was the feeling that you would imagine it feels like is a cross between the hoverboard from Back to the Future and Iron Man when he's remembering Iron Man one and he's kind of learning to balance himself and he's Mm. just gonna he's in there and he's just gonna go left and right and shit like that. Like I wasn't taking off and breaking sound barriers or anything. Or bombing tanks, but it definitely felt fucking cool, like you know that sort of way. But um, definitely, I'd say if anybody gets a chance to try this, if they're out any in any resort that does it, or Bray, or Bray, if they if they if it ever comes to Bray, it's fucking it's it's unreal. It's well worth a go. Yes. Didn't stop there though. That's not where the car crash pain came <laughs> from because that was fun. Although I do put a little bit of it down that I was probably a lot tenser than I thought I was, and my body just mm. kind of sore from that, but. We came back then, and I was eager to have the most fun day ever. And there's one of these flow riders, which um, I've already explained to you, but if you don't know what it is, it's basically like a surf machine. Like, it's jetting water up a bit of a ramp, so then you're kind of coming down towards the water, and you can technically surf on it or bodyboard on it and stuff. And it starts off on a bodyboard. You just drop in. You're kind of bobbing side to side, and it's good fun. It's great. And then we progress up to, like... It's not a surfboard, like a wakeboard, nearly. Like right. where you'd be pulled behind a, a boat on. And you start off by uh, the guy is actually holding your two hands. He's standing there, and you know, just let you get the feel for it. That's great. Then you progress to he's holding a rope. So you've got still got that, even though it's only a rope, just that bit of stability, something to kind of hold back on. And then eventually you end up doing it on your own. And that's where the pain ensues. <laughs> because it's like falling on... It's, the easy way to describe it would be like falling on ice. You're falling with more impact than if you were to just fall, say, on the street or something like that. Because it's like, do you ever see somebody fall wrong on a skateboard where the skateboard comes, whoop, straight out from an under them yeah, and they come yes. back? That's literally how you, not all the time, but I'd say 75% of the time, that seems to be how you come off the board. And then that's coupled with just a face full of water, and immense pressure, which <laughs> blows you up to, to the top of this ramp. But what happened to me was, the either side of the ramp there's like the water trickles back down it's just i don't know what way it's designed but that's how it works so i come off the board i get kind of washed up to the top i'm just mm. at the crescent at the peak of the top and i kind of go off to the side where the water is coming back down so i come down like a water slide <laughs> on my back head first 
like a fucking bullet needless to say and I lamped the wall head forth and just at the last second I remember him saying to me at the start of safety briefing put your hands up or if you can't turn around and face your feet but I was that disorientated coming back down at the wind you know you get knocked off the board you get a face full of water you're being jetted upwards and it just everything feels a bit weird and then all of a sudden you're sliding down and by the time I put my hands up I literally got to kind of put my hands up and just kind of cradle my head almost like um, I'm on an airplane waiting on a fucking crash but I hit the fucking wall literally bang head on and it gives me like a fucking can opener like me chin literally I would imagine touches me chest me, me head just gets cranked down and like, it was, it was sore, you know what I mean? I, I won't lie, it, it was fucking sore, man. I mean, you know, uh, I'm funny. like... Sore and funny. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if it had been anybody else, I'd have been breaking me bollocks laughing, like, you know what I mean? The water got a lot saltier, just with my tears <laughs> of, of laughing. But I, I, pr- I proceeded, I, I kept going, and I did eventually get better and managed to stay up. And, like, you know, by my last run or two... I kind of had it down a little where I was enjoying it. Up to that point, it was actually starting to get between the pain I was in <laughs> and the fact that I kept falling. It was, and every time you fell, it hurt even more. You're just kind of going, but fuck's sake. And the, the, to wrap it all up, the shorts I had on, the string was gone out of them. <laughs> so every time I hit the fucking top, like either yeah, my arse or my bollocks out. was hanging out. And I'd be like, you know, you can't be seen from up on the top because the way it kind of <laughs> crescents over in the water. So I'm like struggling to, like a face full of water, struggling to pull up my jocks. <laughs> And then find me bored and then come back down. And it was, I have to say, I will admit, it was getting a bit frustrating in the middle of it. I was going to stay because I was sore. I couldn't stay up and my jocks were falling down. It was just annoying me. You took on too much in the day. You should have stuck with the hoverboard. Yeah, I definitely should have. And I tell you, I'm feeling it today because I, I just, like last night then when we got back to the hotel now, like on the way back to the hotel, I just didn't feel good. I just felt really <laughs> shit. I was sweating, but I felt cold, and Louise felt me for it, and I was actually, like, I was getting these mad cold sweats, where I'd say, and I don't doubt for a second, even if I was to go out to the hospital now, maybe get an x-ray or something, I don't doubt for a second that I, I wouldn't have some form of fucking whiplash or kind of a concussion-type injury or something like that, because, like, it was, it was a fair... I have the video inside, I'll show you. Louise was filming, I'll show it to him, and you'll hear the thud. You actually hear me hitting the wall, like... It was, it was we'll pre- look forward to that. It was pretty fucking... <laughs> but that's why now I got up today and I, I feel like I've been in a car crash I'm aching all over like every muscle in my body is just sore but would I do it again yes ten times over it was great put your hands like. up quicker this time yeah definitely put my hands up quicker I'll try and rotate around to land with my feet force although I probably no joke man if I'd landed feet force and wasn't you know if you weren't paying attention to the, to where when you were going to you know make contact because your eyes are full of water you could very easily fucking bust an ankle or blow out a knee or something like I did. I hit, I hit, you'll see the video. I hit it fucking hard. Right. I don't know if I'm going to bother putting the video for you fuckers to <laughs> laugh at me, but I'm going to show it to this prick. Excuse I'll me. laugh for everybody. You can laugh for everybody. But yeah, so that was uh, my weekend in Magaluf, whisked away by my better half for a weekend of fucking sun, sea, surf, and concussions. Yes. But a uh, great weekend. Excellent. Absolutely great weekend. I'm fucked. I'm really tired. I'm sore all over. Good. I cannot wait to get to my bed tonight. And uh, I didn't go into work today or anything because, oh yeah, we got delayed. Did you hear about it in the airport? Yeah, some planes hit off each other. Yeah, two Ryanair flights banged off each other. One kind of chopped the wing of the other one. Yeah, I don't know why that. that delays you on the other side of the world. Uh, well, I guess because Airflight had landed, so the delay was probably just, they're, they're not going to let a flight take off unless they know it can land in Dublin. They're because landed. apparently all flights were, were delayed or put off or whatever. Nothing was landing. Yeah, for about 10 minutes. Well, I ridiculous. don't know. 
I don't know. Apparently, emergency services were all over the place, like according to the air hostesses and so that. Now, to be fair, we were only delayed for an hour, which wasn't bad. But um, no, it was grand. It was a good holiday. I have to say, it was great. Excellent. Oh no, brilliant. That's me done and dusted. Have right. you go? Uh, I believe you had an adventure. You told me. I did, but we'll ignore that for a minute. Okay. Want some barbering advice? Okay. Somebody. Arrives. I don't know if you're asking the right man. <laughs> no. Somebody arrives back in. You after previously cutting their hair. Ah, I've seen this headline. <laughs> and they say, all the lads at work laughed at me. Fix me hair. What do you do? <laughs> do well, you is this the story of the, the dude and Blanche? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Okay, give us give us the, the premise of this. The, well, from the... Just give us the overview. The report. Uh, lad gets his hair cut, goes back to work. Everybody laughs at him. So a few days later, he goes back to the barber shop and says, can you fix me hair? And... Uh, they end up in court after that because your man put a cutthroat to his neck yeah, and a scissors and a scissors yeah, <laughs> yeah. now so. the thing is the the way i read the article and i don't know if it's just the media trying to either make a fucking idiot out of the guy who came back to complain or was it the difference between one day but they said he got his hair cut in january and came back in february now this is what i'm saying i don't know if he got his hair cut on january 31st and came back mm. on february 1st well, the, the article here says he went back I was busy at work and went back a few days later. It doesn't say what months, it's a few days. Yeah, well, like I say, the report I read was very distinctive in saying his hair was cut in January and he came back in February. Now, I would argue that within reason of literally that day, like the only time it's ever happened to me was last year when I broke my hand and the guy I got in as cover for a few days yeah. and that's why it was he was only there for a few days because it was the first time it had ever happened in the shop where people came back and weren't happy with their haircuts and it happened twice like in the one I think twice in the one day and when the second guy came back I literally just turned the sign in the door and I said to him and I said no look this isn't working man you, you've got to go like I can't have this happening but you didn't I, whip out a blade yeah no <laughs> but I would argue no I put that hair even with a broken hand I put their hair right for them <laughs> but um, I would argue that you go home you wash your hair, you style it that, you know what I mean, that day, or you go home and you get a good long look in the mirror. Because a lot of the time when you say to somebody at the end of a haircut, how is that? They're not even looking in the mirror. They're, uh, they're looking around, they're there, the barber's cut the hair, let's go. Yeah, we used to actually even mess on one point in the shop, you know the neck mirror, like the mirror you yes. hold behind you, and we'd have it backwards, so that it wasn't even the mirror behind him, and say, how's that? And he'd be there, that's grand. And so you didn't <laughs> even have a mirror held up, like you were showing them the back of the mirror, like, you know. But anyway, um, yeah, I would argue that if they come back that day, Yes, 100%. No problem. I've had, I, the only time that I would say I've had anything close to that would be if I've had somebody say that they want to keep a good bit of length on top or something like that. And then they literally get home and maybe they try style it. And they kind of go, nah, this isn't working out. And they come back and say, nah, look, will you take a bit more off that? Like where they got what they asked for, but it's not what they really wanted because it did or didn't work out the way they thought it was going to or whatever. And that's the only time that I've ever had anybody, you could say, come back to the shop looking for something to be changed. But if somebody was to go home and then say, oh, I don't like this hair, or somebody, they go home and go, what the fuck happened to your hair? And they come back. Yeah, you fix it, 100%. Yeah, there and then you fix it. A day or two later, yes, you fix it. A week later, two weeks later, three weeks later, No. You know what I mean? I would argue anything over two weeks later, you're heading into the territory, depending on the style you have in your hair, you're heading into the territory of needing another haircut. 
Yeah, so if you if if it wasn't an issue and when you went home or it wasn't an issue even a day or two later, like say the first time you had a shower, the first time you styled that I went to go out, no, fucking jog on. You, you, you know, if you didn't have a problem initially, you can't have a problem a week or two later. Like. But at what stage do you whip out the blade and start chasing lads around the shop? Well, supposedly, again, the report I read said that the barber is Iraqi uh, or from Iran or Iraq. And the guy who was the customer, I guess they were, I guess they were saying this just to kind of make out like it wasn't a racism thing. But I mean, racism can happen between any two races. But he was Indian, apparently. Yes, but Pakistani and somewhere else. Okay, so Pakistani, not Indian. Yes. And um, well, we'll get our racism on and say it's the same thing. Yes. And then Iran, Iraq is the same thing. You know what I yes. mean? If you want to be really just general about it. But I think they were only kind of highlighting the fact that the guy was Indian or Pakistani to base it on the fact that, you know, they were trying to make it like it wasn't a racism thing. Now, the only thing I will say in the defense of the barber is when I worked in a barber's in Blanche, like that there is a lot of Pakistani and Indian families around there. And I worked very close to the hospital. So there was a lot of the doctors and all who's come up. And they are the most annoying fucking customers you will ever have. They literally want you to spend the day cutting their hair. They literally want to inspect the length of every individual hair. And they don't want to fucking pay you tuppence to fucking do it. That's they, annoying. Yeah, they are really fucking annoying. They're the most annoying fucks. I, I would honestly say they are the most annoying customers I've ever had. Would be ones of Indian or Pakistani descent. Like where they're just... Like I said, they want... I don't know what they used to in their own country. But they want too much for what they're willing to pay. I mean, if I was working in the city centre again, and, you know, I was in, like, a 26, 28-euro shop, by all means, I'm going to stand over you and I'm going to fiddle and fart around you as much as you want. But when you're coming into a run-the-mill working man's barber shop, 10 euro in and out, yes, you deserve... You're paying. Yes, you deserve to get a good haircut. But you're not going to stand there and dictate to take a fucking half hour of a man's time. You know what I mean? Yeah. When, when you're only going to hand them a fucking tenner for the haircut and not tip them around and walk out. You know, that sort of way. But, you know, so it's, it's hard to know. But apparently he said to your man, I'll go back to your country and blow stuff up or something like that or set off bombs or something. And that is supposedly what was the trigger to cause then the escalation in the row. But there was CCTV footage apparently, but no sound with it. So yeah. they couldn't verify what was or wasn't said. Then it's who said what? Yeah, true. You know what I mean? God, those could have been insults flying both ways. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I would argue that, you know, within a matter of days, and then I'm talking about short days, two, three days tops. Because if you're too busy with work, the very least you can do, I guarantee you, I don't know what, I didn't recognize your man's name. I don't know what shop he worked in. But every shop is bound to have a Facebook page. Every shop is bound to have a phone number or an email address. So if you're in work and cannot get back, you at least ring them and say, how's it going? I was in with you there yesterday and I got my hair cut. I was in with you there today and I got my hair cut. And look, I'm really not happy with it. I'm in work now till Friday or something like that. This was on the Saturday. You got oh, a, like that. a lot of people don't think of that. Yeah, yes. but I, I don't know. I, don't. I mean, maybe it's just me as well. And like we were saying about the best form of protest is actually just to avoid a place and not go back and give them your money. Because I would be of the mind as well that, especially in mm. something in the way of a haircut, if the guy couldn't do it right the first time, why are you going back to him? Yeah, let's go somewhere else. Yeah, you know what I mean? Again, avoid the guy. By all means, go in and say it to him if you want to go in and turn around and say, look, I'm just letting you know, so you won't be seeing me again. So you made an absolute cunt to me the last time. You had to fucking up me hair. I had to go and pay somebody else to put it right. So I'm just letting you know you fucking lost yourself a customer and walk back out. 
you know that sort of way if you want to do that or just have the silent protest just don't go back but to go back to the same place and expect a better result than the first one you got when you weren't happy with the first one then get a worse result from that as a blade yeah I mean what are you doing you're going back and asking the guy to dig his way out of a hole is what you're doing because if he couldn't cut your hair right the first time, he's not going to be able to cut it right the second time. Because he's cutting more off. Like, you know, that's all in order to try and get to wherever it is you wanted to go. Yeah, I thought it was a weird one when I seen the headline and then I read into it. I said to myself, I said, it's a bit fucking odd, but obviously, ultimately, nothing came of it. He got, like, I think it was a three-month suspended sentence for yeah. six months or something, something like, that. like that. And, I mean, it, it happened back in February, so... You know, do you kind of back apply all this shit and all? Chances are his six months is probably fucking up already, like. Possibly, but probably not. I don't know what way those things work. It so. doesn't go back to the. Unless you're in jail, it doesn't. Yeah, go th- back. that's what I was basing it on. Sometimes you hear, like, time served, blah, blah, blah. But no time's been served. He's yeah, but he kept, you could argue he kept his nose clean for this, this time. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Though. No. Okay. It doesn't. Have you got adventures, or do you want to do some news, or what's up? No. End the show. We're roughly about time oh, to finish. Look at us. We're at an hour. Yeah. We've been rambling. My holiday adventures were obviously more long winded than I thought. Yes. Maybe it's the <laughs> concussion. Possibly. <laughs> I'll be listening back to this tomorrow, editing it, and we're kind of going, "What the fuck was I talking about?" You just kept talking. <laughs> I just kept talking. Okay, fair enough. We shall leave it there. Yeah. For myself, Derek, it's goodbye. And myself, James, goodbye. Jog on. <laughs>